I have sorrows, Dorian, of my own that even you know nothing of. The tragedy of old age is not that one is old, but that one is young. I am amazed sometimes at my own sincerity. Ah, Dorian, how happy you are. What an exquisite life you have had. You have drunk deeply of everything. You have crushed the grapes against your palate. Nothing has been hidden from you, and it has all been to you no more than the sound of music. It has not marred you. You are still the same. I am not the same, Harry. We're doing fine. I'm doing fine. Welcome to We're Doing Fine with Robbie and Lisa, book club edition. I'm Lisa. I'm Robbie, and this month we read The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. Yes, no, you're not did. mistaken, it is not Pride Month yet. That That is about to begin. We just, this is just Oscar Wilde being Oscar Wilde. Wait, he was gay? <gasps> Surprise, yes, and he was <laughs> punished for it. In America? Shocking. I'm pretty sure Oscar Wilde's British. Is he British? You know what? Yeah. I'm getting him confused with, um, what the fuck is his name? Blades of Grass. Who's that? Ah, uh, the, the, the other gay poet. <laughs> the only other one. <laughs> this makes so much more sense now. Yes, no, he was born in Dublin and then he moved to Oxford. Oh, and then he returned to Dublin. Hang on. Oh, London, life and marriage. Yeah, so he moved to London. You know what? I was thinking of Walt Whitman. Oh. (laughs) I had them confused this whole time and I was like, why is he writing about a British boy? Makes no sense. How well he knows the UK. Oh, yeah, and then there was the famous question, what is the love that dare not speak its name? And then he basically said, it's being gay. And they were like, okay, so you admit it. Fair. And therefore you shall be punished. Is that why all queer books are sad? Yes, it is, yes. Um, Mm. Yes, no, he he went to Newgate Prison in London and then went to Pentonville Prison. Fuck's sake. Goodness. You would think they would be, like, so into gay men with how much they hated women back in the day, but, you know, I say back in the day as if they don't still do, but... Yeah, it's still very present. Anywho, do you want to give everybody a quick uh, lowdown on how the book was? What what happened? A summary? Yeah, so, spoiler-free summary, um... Basil Hayward is a um, is like a painter. a young and upcoming painter artist, um, and the book begins with him explaining to his friend Lord Henry that he has a new muse. He is in love with his new muse, or he, yeah, I mean, I think he does say love, and it's all about yeah. infatuation with the muse, um, a young man called Dorian Gray, who they keep saying is not yet of age. So I'm like, how old is Dorian Gray at this point? Um, I think he was like 17, right? Like, he was quite young. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which is then terrifying, because Basil then paints a portrait of him. Um, 
which, if you take things quite literally, um, it is believed Dorian Gray makes a promise, or basically makes a wish, a wish. That, that the portrait will age instead of him, so he can look beautiful and young forever. And the book is about nothing much, really, other than how that how that happens. How it's he a classic story of a man versus self. <laughs> yeah. The problem I'm having is not a lot happens in the book. <laughs> well, I mean, several people die. Yeah, but, like, there's 250 pages and nothing really happens in the book. That is true. Yeah, not, not so, much happens. Like, a lot of things appear to like sounds like they happened but you are not privy to it like there's a lot of story going on in the background like the next chapter it will be 10 years later dorian's a bit of a miscreant and has Mm -hmm. a bad reputation and i'm like oh okay (laughs) no one wants to be his friend anymore Mm -hmm. and you're like but why yeah um okay so spoilers going forward um, it is a classic, so I would encourage anyone to read it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah. <laughs> spoilers going forward. So stick to uh, so yes. If you think you want to join us, pause it here and come back because from now on, spoilers. But one of the first things I want to discuss with Lisa because I've mentioned it several times on our podcast is how big the fucking sentences are. Yeah, big sentences. I think it was I'm made read a you lot from the more. First page. Yeah, I I listened to the audiobook, which made me quite sleepy. This is all one sentence, okay? Okay. From the corner of the divan of Persian saddlebags in which he was lying, smoking, as was his custom, innumerable cigarettes, Lord Henry Wotton could just catch the gleam of the honey sweet and honey coloured blossoms of a laburnum whose tremulous branches seemed hardly able to bear the burden of a beauty so flame-like as theirs, and now and then the fantastic shadows of birds in flight flitted across the long tusser silk curtains that were stretched in front of the huge window, producing a kind of momentary Japanese effect, and making him think of those pallid, jade-faced painters of Tokyo who, through medium of an art that is necessarily immobile, Seek to convey the sense of swiftness and motion. Oscar, come on. Use I think I fell asleep in the midst of you <laughs> reading And that, that was the first page. I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> so glad I listened to the audiobook. Like, jeez Louise. Well, we have a lot of listener questions to get through. So many. So, so many. many. So... We'll start easy and then head to the more difficult ones, why don't we? Yes, let's do it. All right, Sarah, thank you, Sarah, sent in, Oscar Wilde is known primarily for his plays. What did you think of this novel? I could tell he was known for his plays. (laughs) (laughs) Harsh. (laughs) But No, it's just, it's so wordy. Yeah, I think a play would do like necessary, would like helps make necessary cuts because you're just doing dialogue and stage directions. Um, mm-hmm. 
People don't speak in that long of sentences, bud. They really don't. Um, but I'm interested because I have not actually read any or like read or watched any of his plays. Do things happen in those? Not really. Hmm. But but that was the whole point of them is that it was just fun stuff to look at, um, you know, for the audience to look at. But um, the importance of being earnest was an incredible play. I okay. read in sixth year of high school. And it's where my obsession for cucumber sandwiches school. came from. Sorry, I'm stuck on sixth year of high school. And cucumber sandwiches, isn't that just a British thing anyways? Whenever I think of tea, um, yes. I think of cucumber sandwiches. Yes, but cucumber sandwiches represented a high sex drive in this play. And so the oh. fact that the old lady wanted them but couldn't have them because the main character ate them all suggested that she wanted sex but was too old to get it. And he was young enough that he slept around everywhere, so he got all the cucumber sandwiches. Incredible. At least I think that was the importance of being honest. We read like four of his plays in one in one day. Good lord. Yeah. That's too many for one day. We had double English on a Friday. I don't understand any of this school stuff that you're talking about. <laughs> Just have the one English every day. <laughs> well, but, but once a week I had two periods of English in a row. That makes no sense. You just have one period of every subject, and you have four years of high school. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, but you have a middle school that I didn't have, so. Oh. Okay, mm -hmm. that makes more sense. How yeah. many years of high school did you have? Was it just six, or was there more? No, it was just six. So it's first okay. to six. Yeah. Okay. Wrong, wrong podcast for this, okay? Save okay. this for the regular episode, yeah. Moving on. Sarah sent in a second question saying, do you think Lord Henry was really the bad influence he was made out to be? Yes. So this is... Well, see, I don't know if we've seen enough to say yes. Because a lot of this happens outside of... Like what you the were scope, saying. Yeah. Is we don't, yeah, like we're, we're told a lot of stuff happens, but we don't actually get to see it. So I would want... I wonder if... To me, it sounds like Dorian just used the fact that he had a magic picture that let him not age to do whatever he wanted anyway. Like, even Lord Henry says at the end that they lost touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's necessarily fair to be like, this one man that he knew for a couple of years when he was 17, 18 influenced his entire life. I mean, I do think it did, because, like, it was... I, th I think... The bad I think influence initially. was the the conversation that they had in like chapter three about how yeah Dorian should should um should be what's the word that he was like oh you should be grieving the fact that you're going to lose this beautiful face of yours someday you're going to grow old and you'll hate yourself that was definitely influential but I wouldn't say that Henry as a as a whole was a bad influence mm -hmm. you know. No, Henry I think eventually well. he became quite, like, parental in a lot of ways. And... Yeah, it was his conversation that encouraged um, Dorian at the end to go and do what he did, I guess. But I do think, like, he was a bad influence, but also, like, how did he know that he was influencing somebody who would take something so fucking to heart? Good exactly. lord. Exactly. We can't and be also, responsible for all of this. 
Dorian is an incredibly unreliable narrator. And also, who knew that that wish was going to come true? Well, I mean, it's the point of the book. <laughs> but I, I need, I need more content. Like, why did it come true? Is Basil a magical painter? I think he put. Yeah, no, I don't know. Basil. I mean, from the sounds of it, he just uh, kind of that was his, that was his life's work. Like nothing. He never created anything better, which is incredibly sad for him. Hmm. I think what got me was the lack of information in this book, which is which is totally on point for Oscar Wilde. But like in my head, the story of the the picture of Dorian Gray had always been like a a story of <clears throat> a man making a deal with the devil to stay young, you know, to stay mm-hmm. immortal. And obviously, none of this happens. It just happens by accident. Even Dorian didn't realize that it was happening until he saw an actual change on the picture. So I was like, yeah. oh, so none of you fucking know what's going on. Okay, right. Okay. Do you think we there is so much lore around, you know, what is now almost a legend of Dorian Gray because there wasn't enough, like, actual information? And we were like, this is unfulfilling. I need to create more. Yes, I do. I do think that. I agree. You make an excellent point, Lisa. Oh, I miss studying books with you. <laughs> I guess we do need to read more boring classics. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we're, we are literally essay prepping right now. <laughs> Our oh lecturers gosh. would be so proud. I know. Look at us. Look at us now, Scott. <laughs> How late it is, how late. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. Embarrassed myself enough with that book. <laughs> I didn't even fucking finish it. Couldn't, because I couldn't understand it. <laughs> Fair. I'd rather read a book in Spanish, no offense to Glasgow. <laughs> that is very offensive. I don't even... I I know more words in Spanish than I do in Glaswegian. It's it's called Scots, just before we anger the rest of Scotland. Okay. I know more <laughs> words in Spanish than I do in Scots. And I think that's fair. Yeah. It is its own fucking language. It is its own language. Thank you, Lisa. All right. Moving on, because we have a lot of questions. <laughs> a lot of questions, and Lisa needs to go to bed. Oh, my goodness. Next couple of questions come from Amy. Thank you, Amy. Do you think the picture was really changing, or was it all in Dorian's head? I'm going to take it literally. So, yeah, well, do you know what? I did. I, I didn't. A lot of me was thinking that maybe it was, because there was so little information around it, a lot, like, while I was reading it, I thought maybe that it was in Dorian's head and that it was just because people kept complimenting him about, oh, you look so young, you know. You know, I wondered if this was maybe just a deranged man with an unfortunate circumstance of he's aging well, so people keep telling him he looks good, which and that just serves to, to further the cause. And then at the end of the book, obviously, he stabs the picture, he dies with a knife in his chest, and his staff find a crippled old man and a picture of, a, of you know, and it's there's a line where it's like, um, they didn't, um, it took them an hour to realise, uh, oh yeah, they had no idea who it was until they recognised the rings and realised yeah. who that was. And I was like, okay, so he fully yeah. was, he looked like a 17 year old. How the fuck did he get away with that? 
when he was supposed to be 40. Yeah. That's not aging gracefully, guys. Why did that not ring a bell? Yeah. Sound any alarms. Yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. I just, like, while you were talking, I was like, but what if the picture was actually just a mirror? And that's why I was just having a giggle to myself. (laughs) (laughs) You never again made such a good mirror. Um, Yeah, no, I took it very literally in that. Because, like, Basil was like, Dear Lord, Dorian, what the fuck did you do to my painting? Um, That's when I knew it wasn't just, like, him twisting it. Yeah. Um, Next question from Amy. Do you think Basil and Dorian are more than just friends? I think Basil was definitely in love with him. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Basil was definitely in love with him. Dorian's one of those straight boys that'll just go along with a gay guy because they like the attention. This is true. Though, like, I do kind of feel like he he's just kind of, like, flitting between whoever gives him the most attention. Like, I think Dorian might just be Pan and not give a shit. And it's just like, whoever's the prettiest or the most complimentary to me at the moment. This is true. But then he did fall in love with Sybil Vane. And all That's he true. did was see her act on a stage. Um, That's true. I do think that also... Um, Lord Henry was at least a little bit in love with Dorian. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. And then also, I would like, challenge anyone to read this book and think it was just bros being bros. But also, like, I think it would make sense that, um, I think it would make a lot of sense that Dorian was gay and how all of like. He had these very close, intimate male friendships that very suddenly would fall apart and they would not talk to each other. Yeah. But then, um, and that's where I thought that was going with it. But then there was also a couple of mentions of women that he had ruined the reputation of as well. So. He liked them all. Maybe he's bi. Maybe Mm. he's just teasing the men and then he's just like, no, actually, I'm straight and I'm fucking your sister. And that's why they stopped talking. It's all just a front. He gets the men's attention. (laughs) And then he's like, fuck you, actually. (laughs) You thought I I loved you. (laughs) Oh, I have experienced that. Oh, no. With our um, with our approach to Pride Book Club Month, Lisa has become very aware of how dark my uh, love life <laughs> humor is. It's getting quite concerned. Just a tad, you know what? Come visit me this month. I fucking You'll wish. You'll find a boyfriend at Pride. It's cool. Again, I wish. All right. This next question comes from Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Art was mentioned a lot in the book. Why do you think Wells did this? So, I have only ever known Oscar Wilde to appreciate art purely as an aesthetically pleasing thing to look at. So it was quite weird for me to read this book where a lot of people talk about it, talk about art as something serious. And I had this theory in my head that the people that took art serious were characters that we weren't supposed to take too seriously at all. 
Um, and then you've got characters like Dorian and Henry who talk about, you know, anyone that is serious is boring. Um, and I had all these theories that I can't remember. I mentioned them to Lisa at the start of this episode because we were trying to we were trying to work out if we could cut out some of the questions. We agreed no because this one specifically, Lisa was like, "I disagree with everything you said," and I can't remember <laughs> what I said. No, because basically you said like all of the characters that were supposed to be invested in, you know, appreciate art purely on the aesthetic value. Um, and like, like art for art's sake, as you know, AO is the quote, um, my favorite Oscar Wilde quote, but also while like they are the characters that were meant to be invested in, aside from Basil, I don't think we're supposed to like any of them. No, but again, that's like a classic Oscar Wilde thing of like, a lot of his characters are so... Um, what's the word like non-conventional like none of them are sort of heroes none of them are good guys yeah which is another reason why I really enjoyed reading Oscar Wilde in high school because I was like oh my god they're all anti-heroes flawed what none of them are perfect what yeah just like in real life except they're a bit more fucked up <laughs> yeah Though we can attribute that to the fact that they're all wealthy. Yes, we can. They need Lisa, to get real problems. from disagreeing to actually agreeing? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that tends to have that, that that tends to be how we go. We meet in the middle. <laughs> Compromise. Like all good relationships. Mm-hmm. All right. Our next question comes from Chris. Thank you, Chris. Chris says, there is no such thing as a moral or immoral book. This was my favorite quote. Do you agree with it? Yes. No. Apart from Mein Kampf. Apart oh, from Mein Kampf. okay. I was going to say, hey, yeah. there's that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just to be clear, I attribute that as, as I, I agree to that for fiction. I think, I think... Regardless of, like, I think, the way I think about it is, Harry Potter, the story, Mm -hmm. isn't moral or immoral. We all read it and we loved it. Our generation Mm -hmm. grew up to be one of the most liberal and one of the most sort of inclusive generations ever. it. It just turns out that the person that created it is a trash can garbage fire. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we've got this huge debate about whether it's moral or immoral to enjoy Harry Potter. By second hand. Exactly. And that's why I think a lot of the stuff that we think is moral or immoral is actually um, part of a theory that I loved in English. And I know that me and you have discussed it quite a lot of Death of the Author, where it's like mm. one, once a story is, is published, it belongs to the audience. Yeah. Um, so then it's all about your take, your impression, what you take from it, how you interpret it. So the text itself wouldn't be moral or immoral, but it's what you read about it that you think. But boy, howdy, are some audiences really immoral? 
Mm, yes, absolutely. Would argue that there's the, but, some very spicy books out there that try to be immoral. Yeah. But I think Henry goes on after this quote to say something like, um, to say like, um, you know, people use text to, to what's the word, uh, support or, you know, um, sort of bring to light their own, their own thoughts and feelings. So, you know, people will people will use a text to, you know, if they've had a immoral or a bad thing that they were thinking and they read something that even slightly sort of suggests it, they'll be like, aha, so it's okay now because someone else has put it in book. And it's like, well, that wasn't what they meant. You've just popped that on there. You've just interpreted it that way. Okay. So um, quick spoiler for the show, Barry. I don't know if you watch it. No. Um, no, because they, they go through this, the exact same thing. So if you haven't watched the final season of Barry, like skip ahead a minute. Um, because there's a scene where he's going to kill somebody, but he's like reformed and is now a Christian. So he's like listening to all of these pastors podcasts to try and figure out if murdering like one person would be okay. And, and like, he listens to all of these about like the sins and which ones are the worst sins. And like, all of them are like, you know, some people might see murder as a sin dot 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 and it definitely fucking is it's the worst one and then he'll like listen to a different pastor's podcast because you know there's a million and a half christian podcasts until he finds one that he's agree that that it that's like in some circumstances murder's okay and he's like okay done <laughs> <laughs> so that's it yeah if you read enough books they'll agree with any of your dark twisted thoughts exactly if you listen to enough pastors, one's going to agree with you about murder. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- another question comes from Callum. This book was actually used as evidence against Oscar Wilde during his court trial to try and prove that he was a homosexual. I don't know why I said it like that. It's just fun to say that way. <laughs> <laughs> How insane is that? Very insane. Thank you, Cal. That is very insane. Yeah. I didn't know that, though. That's it. I didn't know he went on trial for it because obviously I didn't learn. I thought he was well with it. Yeah. Dying. But thank you for bringing up, you know, just all of the Western world's fucked up history about gay people. We need that reminder. Yes. Thank you, Callum. Thank you, Callum. All right, we have a couple questions from our friend Bill. Thank you, Bill. Mm-hmm. A pleasure as always. <laughs> Indeed. All right, he has some fun questions for us. Um, I'll start with question two. Okay. This book has been adapted quite a few times. I think the last time was in 2009 with Ben Barnes and Colin Firth, which I didn't know. I love Ben Barnes. I'm going to go watch this. What the fuck? It's great. Please watch it. Oh, he's such a cutie. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you were in charge of casting for a modern remake, who would you cast to play Dorian, Lord Henry, and Basil? I would have, as Dorian Gray, the really hot brother from Bridgerton. Uh, Benedict? Yeah. The tall one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he'd be more of a Lord Henry personally because but that's because 
My, I would probably cast fucking Timothy Chalamet as a Dorian. Do you know what that works? Okay, yeah, I changed that. Right, so now we're doing now we're doing a collaboration. Okay. Um, cast so Timothy as Dorian, mm-hmm. Benedict as Lord Henry. Yep. And then Basil. Make it Basil. Um. Oh, it just has to Me. be somebody like nice and earnest. <laughs> yeah, Robbie as Basil. Um, Thank you. I feel like it just has to be like who's a British actor with a kind face. I guess he doesn't have to be British. John Boyega. Oh, yeah, that would be wholesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would fucking kill it at being Basil. Uh, fun fact about John Boyega. He does um, he does a voiceover for our cinemas. Oh. So there's a cinema chain called View. And um, he does, at least I think it's him. I know that he did the, the video about just enjoying. So he did a video about it. And there, so it was like a clip that we all watched where he's like, you can't enjoy the cinema um, on your phone or at TV. You need to get to, to the cinema. Um, and then there's another one where it's just the entire room goes dark. And then he goes, hey, scared you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about like, just embrace the dark, put your phone away. Don't be that guy. I yeah, love it. It's very funny. So when you come over, we'll need to go to the view so you can hear it because it's it's so funny, and there's always Perfect. one person goes what? <laughs> <laughs> it would probably be me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another question from Bill: If everyone in the book had their own portrait, whose would look the best? And before the murder, do you think anyone had a worse looking portrait than Dorian? I mean, Sybil Vane's probably wouldn't be too bad. No, I doubt. I think she would have, like, a pristine portrait, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. A, she died young, and B, she was just, <laughs> like, like just super s- sweet and naive. Mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> worse, worse than um, Dorian's would be Sybil's sister, James because I think anger and revenge probably twists a person's soul a lot. Mm. Plus, I'm pretty sure he wanted to fuck his sister. A weird take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, her, her brother, um, the sailor. Yeah. I'm going to leave like that, t- <laughs> that entire awkward silence in. Normally, I'd cut a wee silence out, but that is staying in. <laughs> and I just I just need everyone I just need everyone to picture so I went a weird take it was silent Lisa's face stayed immobile until there was a cheeky little smirk and then we both started laughing Lisa knew exactly what she was doing <laughs> no because like the entire situation like when he was about to leave for the name for like to be a sailor and he was like mom are you sure there's nothing you want to tell me i was like he he wants to confess that like that 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 he's not that his mom is not actually like sybil's mom or some shit that would have allowed him to fuck his sister (laughs) i don't think they were i think they were half half siblings right Exactly. So that's probably fine back in the day in the UK. 
Yeah, at that point, they're just cousins, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> and what would incest do to a person's soul, Lisa? I mean, probably not great things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who am I to say? It's in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, who would have a worse portrait? Um, that's a hard question because, like, none of the characters, I mean, aside from Basil, are like particularly likable. Basil and just we don't wanted to do art and lot. not talk much. Yeah, and we don't actually see a lot of like what the people get up to. Like as we as we've already discussed, a lot of it's like ten years later, no one talks to Dorian. You know? No, I bet I bet that one that one lady that they talked about that had like four husbands and probably murdered them all. She probably yeah. had an awful portrait. <laughs> yeah, probably did, yeah. Or is that just the patriarchy trying to convince us that she's bad? Or was it just a bad portrait because she was a woman? Oh. Were they even allowed to sit for portraits in those days? Who knows? Women, ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one final bonus question from Bill. So, if I'm understanding correctly, in America, this is called the picture of Dorian Gray, but in the UK, it's called the portrait of Dorian Gray. I could have sworn as a kid I knew it as the portrait of Dorian Gray. Am I the only one? Well, we discussed this beforehand because I was shook by this, but it is not known as The Portrait of Dorian Gray in the UK. My book is called, Lisa, what is it called? The Picture of Dorian Gray. And it's the even Picture with an of Dorian a. Gray. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, um, I googled it and it has never been known. It has never been called The Portrait of Dorian Gray, ever. The only reference I could see to the portrait of Dorian Gray is that it's commonly mistaken to be titled the portrait of Dorian Gray. So me and Lisa were saying, we think there's a men, a men, Mandela. Mendoza, Mandela effect going on here. Because even Lisa kept calling it the portrait of Dorian Gray in our yeah. regular episodes when she was like, join us for a book club. The portrait, sorry, picture of Dorian Gray. What's By Walt Whitman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy from Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah. Weird. Super weird. Well, Robbie, we've come to the end of our you know, essay. I knew this was gonna happen because Lisa was uh, yawning there. She's ready to get to bed. It is half so past ready. midnight. Let's let her get to bed. Um yes. Favorite character, must... Lisa. Yeah, fair favorite oh. character? Uh Basil. Um, Dorian, because you know I love a twisted, a twisted gay guy. That's fair. Yeah. No, you love a tw- you you love a straight guy who pretends to be gay, um, which is, also yeah, fits. Lisa knows me better than yeah. <laughs> Lisa knows me better than I know myself. You love a pretty straight boy. What can I say? I do. I really do. Um, rating two stars. Yeah, fair. Um, I'll give it three, just because I didn't not enjoy the book i just wish things happened um (laughs) i thought it was beautifully written just um thank goodness it was short yeah yeah you know with old books they tend to just be like go on for fucking ever so that's fine glad it didn't thank god 
Um, Robbie, would you like to announce our next month's book? I would love to. Okay, drum roll. Thank you. <clears throat> so, for June 2023, Pride Month, we are finally reading. Yes. Finally. Yes. Reading The Song of Achilles by Madeline yes. Miller. Yes. I am excited. I am I've only been wanting to read this for years. It has been on our list for years. Truly. So and excited. Here we go. So excited. So yes, get reading. Join us next month. And um, remember to email in your thoughts, questions, voice notes, disagreements. Yeah, send in Joyce, voice notes. Joyce notes. I can't talk anymore. It's fucking late. Uh, send us your voice notes. I love getting those. <laughs> yes so do that and we will see you next month so oh that's not how we end this podcast whoa 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 so thank you again for joining us this month and until next month keep Keep reading reading fine fine. literal greek tragedies